0: con la Nine and a half minutes after eight. Welcome to the forum at eight here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, South Africa says it wants reports that uh, Britain spied on G20 delegates during meetings in London. They want those reports investigated. The Department of International Relations and Cooperation says government has noted with concern these reports which were published by Britain's Guardian newspaper. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what are the likely implications? What is uh, likely to happen then as a result of these reports? On the line now, I'm joined by Ambassador Tom Wheeler, a research associate at the South African Institute of International Affairs. Ambassador Wheeler, good morning to you. Good morning indeed. Thank you very much for your time. Also on the other line, Professor Stephen Friedman. He's a political analyst and director of the Centre for the Study of Democracy at Rhodes University and the University of Johannesburg. Prof Friedman, good to talk to you. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thank you very much. Maybe I should start again with you, Prof Friedman. Do you think anything is going to come out of this?
1: Not really, Kolani, which is a great pity because things should come out of it. It should really make us reflect as South Africans. Uh, I mean, the British have a lot of reflecting to do, but that's uh, their problem. It should make us reflect on what this is really about, which is the constant abuse by most states of of intelligence services. Uh, I mean, some people will say that what the British government, what, what the British intelligence agencies seem to have done in this case is absolutely routine and normal and happens all the time, and they would be absolutely correct. But the fact that something is routine and normal and happens all the time doesn't mean that it's right. Uh, you know, constantly eavesdropping on people, collecting intelligence in this way. The really interesting question to me is: Is what do countries actually gain when they do this sort of thing? Uh, what is achieved? Uh, would uh, Britain have done worse uh, at the G20 if it hadn't have done this? Uh, the answer is probably no. And the reason that ought to make us reflect uh, is that, uh, you know, states all over the world, including our own and, and particularly Britain, uh, like us all to believe that these intelligence services are actually looking after us, protecting us from all sorts of bad things. Mm. Uh, And most of the time, all they're trying to do is protect themselves from the glare of publicity. Uh, If you looked at uh, Prime Minister David Cameron's response to these particular allegations, his initial response immediately was to say, uh, I don't talk about security and intelligence matters.
2: Uh,
1: And that sounds terribly grown up and adult and he's looking after the interests of of the British people. Uh, But actually, what it in effect means That, you know, if my intelligence agents were wasting everybody's time by spying on people for no apparent reason, I don't have to tell you about it because it's an intelligence matter. Mm. Uh, And this is very interesting in the South African context, because at the moment, uh, you know, we've been sold a bill of goods by, by various sections of the media. And, and, and the NGOs, and we've been told that the Protection of State Information Bill is actually about covering up government corruption, which it isn't. It's actually about protecting the intelligence services. Uh, and really, incidents like this give us cause to pause. Uh, you know, should we be allowing intelligence services, whether they're British or South African or anything else, to do things without us knowing about it? Because these incidents tend to show that if we do that, they end up... Uh, Infringing our rights
0: rather than protecting them. All right. So many questions that you've raised, and let me just go back again to the beginning of uh, some of the questions that you raised, uh, Prof. Uh, and, and raised them with Ambassador wheeler <laughs> one, of, one of the questions uh, that came through yesterday was that spying on diplomats is as old as diplomacy itself. And I, I'm not saying that you'd know anything about this Ambassador wheeler but do you? Well, <clears throat> uh, yes. I,
3: I, you know, I can quote a few <laughs> examples. <laughs> uh, 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 let me t- tell you two, uh, three examples, one in the United States, one in London, and one locally. Uh, when I was stationed in uh, Washington uh, in the embassy there, a senior official uh, came to the embassy and gave us certain information. Mm-hmm. And he said to us, do not send this in the form of a telegram. Send it, you know, by word of mouth or not by telephone, of course, uh, or face-to-face because, and the implication was that the National Security Agency in the United States would break our codes and then would know what he had done. Hmm. Uh, Now, this was something it was not, you know, um, undermining the U.S. interest. It was actually to promote a process that was happening at that time. Uh, When I was in London some years earlier, a British diplomat said to me, it would be very helpful if we knew what South Africa intends to do Uh, so that we can da-da-da. Well, what he was asking me to do was to give him classified information.
4: Hmm.
3: Another one was, the South African one was, at one stage, we were invited by the intelligence services to give key words uh, for their interception of other people's uh, messages uh, by, you know, uh, satellite communication. And I was working with the UN at that stage, so I gave them things like, uh, uh, human rights, U- UN, da, da, da. Uh, and of course, you know, we got a lot of garbage. We got, for instance, uh, uh the, um, the, the liquor order for the UN mission in Maputo. <laughs> 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 but this is the sort of stuff that, uh, that came out of this. So, you know, there's an enormous amount of, of information that is trawled in these various ways. By the intelligence services, and uh, just the only way of dealing with it is through the sort of this keyword approach, and uh, the uh, um, you know the human capital that can be invested to to go through what comes out of that must be enormous. So you know the big countries obviously have more ability to make use of this effectively than not. Whether what they get in the end is very useful. But at the same time, when you send an email, be careful you don't use the word terrorist or coup or mm. bomb or that sort of thing, because that will immediately highlight your message and put you under some sort of suspicion.
0: But again, I'm going to go back to the question you've touched on about the usefulness of some of this information. In this instance, it appears as if the, the Brits were quite interested in finding South Africa's position ahead of their G8 meeting. Would that have been any useful
3: Well, you know, it's marginally, I I mean, uh, perhaps the most interesting point around that time was that uh, the the Polakwani conference is taking place, and there was a bit of uncertainty about where South Africa was going uh, after post-Polakwani and so on. So that's perhaps what what was behind it, because I don't think that uh, South Africa's position at the G8, I mean, the G20 was particularly uh, secretive, that uh, you know uh Tabu baker was working for the interests of Africa And there were a lot of African delegations At some of these meetings and so on So uh, you know, I think there's a bit of a futile effort And it, it sort of causes more sensation Because it's become known Than what it really
0: meant in, in practice Again, it, it, would this be normal Or was this over the top Because we're talking about people f- Hacking into foreign diplomats' phones and emails And leading people to using um, Certain internet cafes and so on It just appears to be quite daring
3: well let me give you another example uh, when I was in Turkey uh, later on there was an incident that became known that the Turkish authorities were uh, were eavesdropping on telephone conversations and they didn't deny it they said of course we are this is in the, the national interest it's for the national security so yeah it, it goes on uh, whether it's useful whether all this effort that the Brits put into uh, creating these uh, false internet cafes and Hacking into telephones produced anything is, is a really uh, probably quite doubtful, and uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that it, it was useful, but they decided to do it, they put the money into it.
0: And then comes back to the issue of the protection of state information bill as as highlighted by Professor Friedman. Again, if you talk to people who are behind it, they always say, look, intelligence agencies are walking in and out of this country. They are in contact with just about everybody. We have absolutely no control over it. Does this then justify this particular act in your view, Ambassador?
3: Uh, I'm not uh, as expert on this as Professor Friedman, I must honestly say. But, you know, intelligence agencies are in touch with each other all the time. Uh, Embassies have intelligence officers, whether it's from the CIA in the American embassy or our own intelligence services in some of our bigger embassies or, you know, whoever it is. uh, And they talk to each other. They exchange information. They are aware of each other. They are what we call declared. Uh, But they also, of course, accumulate information from other sources by meeting people outside, you know, in a cafe and exchanging documents and money and so on. Uh, So uh, this goes on, yes. And uh, there's nothing much we can do about it. You know, this is a free world, and that's one of the prices that we pay for
0: freedom. Is is it the price we should pay, Professor Friedman? Because there's a broader picture here. The broader picture of uh, one Edward Snowden, that former U.S. spy who has then uh, who has lifted the lid on on this whole huge U.S. internet surveillance system.
1: Colony, this is not a price we pay for freedom. It's a price we pay for not having enough freedom. Um, the, the solution to this is, is, is proper legislation which forces security agencies to account to, to, to the public, proper oversight by elected civilian officials. Now, when you raise these sorts of issues, and I get back to the debate on the Protection of State Information Bill, everybody says, well, we can't do that because all sorts of security, security information and, 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 and precious national secrets are floating back and forth. Uh, we've just heard from Ambassador Wheeler that what, what is really flowing back and forth here most of the time is information which could have been got if these people bothered to come to local seminars. You know? um, <laughs> if you wanted to know what was going on at Pulakwani, there were various NGOs in Pretoria which were having panel discussions on it, which most of the diplomats went to. Uh, they were unlikely to find out anything from hacking people's phones about Pulakwani, which they couldn't have found out by going to those particular Mm Meetings. So it raises the question of why do democratic citizens Allow security people to play these sorts of games uh, when actually the benefit for the society is no, and, and, and the costs for the society are significant. I mean, look on one level, we can be cynical about it, we can joke about it. Uh, but the bottom line is that people's phones were hacked into people's privacy was infringed, uh, and it was infringed for no particular reason. It wasn't protect, infringed to, to, to save lives or jobs or livelihoods. Uh, it was done. Because people play games, and that gets on to Mr. Snowden and Bradley Manning and and various other people. Mm. Uh, I think, quite frankly, you know, they're all sorts of patting about. Irresponsibility, etc. Quite frankly, these people are heroes. These people are actually alerting citizens to information they wouldn't actually have. I mean, in a democracy, if you think that it's okay that your government is doing what Snowden and Manning and others have revealed that they're doing, that's your right to say. But as a citizen, you have a right to know. Uh, so you know, I think that the fact that that Manning is on trial in 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 the U.S., that Snowden is in hiding, mm. um, is really a symptom of the fact that we don't. Uh, recognize the importance in democracies uh, of knowing what is going on.
0: Right. What we'll do is open the lines as well. Let's know what people think about this. Um, 0891 104 208. Let us know. 0891 104 208. But also, I'll also be taking emails as usual. You may even uh, perhaps suggest how the South African government should react to, to this uh, report that came through from The Guardian. Um, just looking at uh, different country reactions. Ankara, for instance, was was outraged about this. They contacted the British ambassador. They summoned the deputy head of mission to demand an explanation, um, according to uh, some reports that came through from, from Turkey. Uh, the Russians were also pretty upset because uh, there, there was an issue involving the Russians in Washington. Um, uh, somebody tweeted from Russia saying it's a scandal. Alexei Pushkov, actually, the head of the lower house of Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, Senator Igor uh, Morovoz, uh, a member of the International Affairs Committee of the Upper House in Russia, said it risked Hurting ties with Washington. In this particular instance, what do people think? Uh, does this risk hurting ties between us and uh, and and uh, the the UK? 22 after eight. 0891-104-208. The Department of Trade and Industry congratulates South Africa and the business processing and outsourcing sector for winning the European Outsourcing Association Offshoring Destination of the Year Award. The offshore segment of the BPO market in South Africa has so far created approximately 18,500 jobs. The DTI offers the business processing services incentive to qualifying enterprises in the sector. For more information, go to thedti.gov.za. South Africa, inspiring new ways. Free data just got bigger and better with MTN. You can score four gigs of free data every month on the MTN five gigabyte internet package for only four nine nine per month. It gets even
5: bigger. Get eight gigs of free data every month with the MTN ten gigabyte internet package for only eight nine nine per month. Free data can be used all day and all night. That's more Mahala on your world-class internet network. Internet package is available on a twenty-four month contract. Conditions apply. MTN. Everywhere you go.
0: The Forum at 8 with Colani Guala. Some SMS is already, somebody says perhaps the South African government hired the British to spy on South African political opponents also somebody says the government must not get enthusiastically worked up about this issue of spy wars they themselves are illegally taping our telephonic conversations that's pure and case another one says I'm a South African patriot but let me tell you the British did what they had to do for their country we should protect our own information and spy on the British too they owe us nothing South Africans must stop being naive and childish about these matters uh, doctor says if they don't do that then they don't have work so it is ordinary their work uh, is part of this uh, whole thing of spying And it is statecraft That's according to a doctor Let me take some calls uh, There's Eddie in Edenvale Good morning Good morning Kalani Hi, welcome Eddie Let's
6: call a spade a spade uh, You know, I'm not surprised That, uh, that Tom Wheeler has, has, has sought to whitewash the, the, These uh, atrocious uh, Dirty tricks espionage overseas I mean, he was uh, He was uh, an apartheid era diplomat so I mean, you know take it from when it, whence it comes. Now I fully agree with uh, with Professor Friedman. Uh, this isn't the price we pay for for for, for democracy. Uh, 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 there's a terrible price that's being paid by some of these people, like Bradley Manning and so on, who could face lengthy uh, periods of, det- uh, of imprisonment for for, for for trying to to expose these evils, and. You know one thing I find very hippocratic people that 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 condemned our government for for for, for introducing the info bill and so on they're very mute they absolutely mute about these dirty tricks that going on in America, spying on their own citizens and so on. It's an absolute disgrace as far as I'm concerned, and South Africans should speak up about it. If, uh, if, we, if we believe in democratic ideals. Thank you very much. Eddie,
0: uh, thank you very much. I'm going to ask Ambassador Wheeler then to respond to um, your, your your thoughts there. Eddie, um, in Edenville, thank you. Gift in Port Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning, Kualani, and good
2: morning, to you, good morning to your guest. Look, Kualani, some of us are victims of information peddling. I remember recalling uh, two weeks ago, I phoned in one uh, in one program on the SFM to say, you know, it just appeared that uh, People are just listening to to my telephone conversation because I've got three cell phones and all of them are parked. My private email is also hacked, so I know for I know all this uh, because it's happening to us personally. But secondly, Polani but How know, do you
0: know that? How do you know your phone is No, I know Polani,
2: Polani, Some mm-hmm. of us were trained. Uh, we know all this stuff uh,
0: Oh, so trained as what as a spy as well
2: <laughs> no 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 I'm saying some of us are trained Kalani, so we know all this stuff but I'm not going to reveal it in the public discourse you know but, but second- it's
0: interesting because then uh, what it means is that you, you are suggesting that even our own government is spying on its own citizens
2: I'm not saying I'm not saying that but I'm saying some of our phones Kalani, are bugged <laughs> because some of us are being seen as threat by certain, by certain elements in society but secondly Kalani, when former president Thurman raised this Of foreign intelligence being used in this country. Uh, Some of us, including the media, uh, accused him of being paranoid because one issue that he raised, former President Big, was that. Some foreign intelligences are using some social movements in this country to, to make sure that they destabilize this democratic state. But again, President Beghi even said some foreign countries are even using information peddlers uh, in order to undermine the stance that he has been taking in terms of advocating uh, African agenda, in particular in, in Africa especially on foreign matters so this is not new tolani because it was raised seven years ago when president Bush was still was still in power
0: okay that's gift in port elizabeth thank you uh isham and cape town good morning isham are you there what right, we'll get back to the lines on 0891 0891104208. Uh, ambassador wheeler perhaps you may want to be the first to respond
3: Say that uh, the, the charge that I was an apartheid diplomat is only partly correct because I was made uh, ambassador to Turkey by, by President uh, Nelson Mandela. So I uh, continued in as a professional diplomat, not serving a political party, uh, uh, right through from, from the 1960s to 2003. Uh, Just that one. The other thing, I think that uh, the, uh, going back to an earlier point, I think the Turks are absolutely cynical by making a great big fuss about this uh, thing because they do it themselves. And the Russians equally so. If they don't know that the KGB or its successor, I think it's called the MSB or something like that, are doing exactly the same thing as they are now getting all hit up about, about the Brits and, and, and the U.S., well, then they're just plain uninformed because this is, this is a global thing and you can't imagine that the the Russians would not be doing it.
0: Prof, do you agree with that? And also, should there be implications for the relations between South Africa and the Brits then following the, the, this discovery?
1: Well, I don't think there will be and, and that is true. It is true that everybody does this to everybody else and uh, that the the, the the politicians make, uh, you know, sound suitably anguished in public but they know that everybody does it to everybody else uh, and therefore nothing will come of it. So no, I don't think it will actually affect the relationship. But I think that what we ought to be worried about um, is precisely look, I mean, I think that there's this problem if you, if you hack into anybody's cell phone records. But... Um, What we also ought to be concerned about is this point uh, which has emerged from Snowden's revelations, which is that governments, particularly in the rich countries where they have the resources, governments are getting more and more uh, ability to capacity to actually find out uh, what citizens do. And I think that that is very disturbing. I mean, the big change is something called big data which gets uh, terribly technical but I mean the bottom line is that you know previously you had all this technology as a government and you could know who was making phone calls uh, to who etc but it was very difficult to actually piece the whole thing together mm. uh, now because of big data people can piece the thing together uh, and that doesn't mean we must be alarmist but the fact that governments now have the power to find out all sorts of things about citizens which are none of their business is something which I think should worry all of but
0: is it, is it not interesting professor that- in response, the U.S. government, for instance, has said that, well, if you're innocent, you have nothing to worry about.
1: Well, governments always say that. I mean, the reason we have the rule of law and basic democratic principles uh, is that these things can always be used to fight battles. Uh, you know, Gift thinks that he's being spied on. Whether he's being spied on or not, I obviously don't know. But the one thing I will tell you is that if you allow security people to operate in the shadows, if you don't uh, subject them to the glare of sunlight and publicity, etc., then they will spy on Gift and other people. Because unfortunately, that's what intelligence agencies do if we don't control them.
0: Right, so, uh, it's 8.30 now, we'll take the news, but remember you can give us a call on 0891 104 weighing on this discussion. 0891 104 830, come and good morning. Right, we're talking about reports from uh, the British Guardian newspaper that Britain spied on G20 delegates during the meetings in London back in 2009 South Africa of course uh, being one of those countries that was spied on my guest on the line Ambassador Tom Willer a research associate at the South African Institute of International Affairs also Professor Stephen Friedman a political analyst and director at the Centre for the Study of Democracy at Rhodes University and at the University of Johannesburg. Your thoughts now on 891 104 0891-104 it Also, send me an email at gwalax.sabc.co.ca. Let me look at those emails uh, before I go back to my guests this morning. Um, There is uh, an email from Faisal in Mayfair who says I find it difficult to understand how in America President Nixon was impeached for his Watergate scandal yet Americans find it so easy to accept spying by agencies on each other. Is it okay to spy on ordinary citizens but not on politicians? That's Faisal in Mayfair. So on that note about spying on citizens. A lot of is uh, about that. Let me read you some. Uh, wait a minute. Let me just open the right one. Alright. Somebody says, NSA is a major invasion of privacy. Governments spying on their citizens is unacceptable and reminiscent of apartheid. Uh, Orwellian, that's uh, Yaj in Cape Town. Also another one says, in those circles, just like we want leaders to behave well socially, we expect them to be aware that these things are happening. Forewarned, you are forearmed. That's Seppo Mokupane. Uh, another one says, the state knows all our secrets. It was, if it was serious about crime and corruption, it, it would have solved them a long time ago. That's Poppy. And also, Fano Ngobo uh, in Cape Town says, it happens all the time, even here at home. You're, with your Rika system under the guise of security, so why complain? Um, there's also a Barry in Durban who says, all countries spy on each other. It is called national security, except South Africa, which allows free access to key points. Uh, Airfields. That's Barry in Durban. Also, somebody says everyone is under watch. Ask first-year computer science students in top South African universities; they will tell you that. Uh, so that's the view. Then a uh, whole lot of people think that we are being spied on. I'm going to go to my guests in a minute and see what are the implications of all of that. But let me take. Uh, is it Haley? Haley, good morning.
7: Hi, good morning, Mr. Kalani, and the to your listeners. Hi, welcome, Haley. Good. Look, uh, we talk about the spies, you know, there's, those foreign spies, British or America, whoever spies in African land in South Africa, they are threatened or afraid of South Africa doing something, or they are going to move something in future, so they are worried about that, and they keep on spying on South Africa. So what we need to do, we don't have to be afraid of them, and we also have to send the spies to those countries and we have to spy on their technology and whatever they do, look like Japan and Israel and other, Russia many other countries like Mossad, KGB and FIB, all they investigate and they spy on Africa and elsewhere in the world to bring the technology, to bring the resource to do the business uh, and to destabilize the politics around the world and in the countries. Mm.
1: So South Africa
7: must be very careful about each and every foreign spice or the foreigners when they interview them, see what is their mission and their business. The government must look behind, not to destroy this democracy and this country, not to destabilize. All right, look, most of the chaos things happening in this country are promoted by many other people. Even xenophobia, there is the foreign intervention or that some other locals who sponsor them to destabilize the peace in this country, and to bring the problem in this land.
0: All right, Haley, thank you very much in Johannesburg. Um, Tatiwa in Pretoria, good morning.
8: Good morning, how are you?
0: I'm good, welcome, thank you.
8: Okay. Uh, I don't find it very really surprising that he, he, in today's world that we are even surprised that some countries are spying on other countries. In, in the short century, so much fight for resources, I, I would actually assume that for every gathering that is going to happen, there's going to be people trying to listen to what you are going to say and so
0: forth. But what are the benefits? I think the professor asked earlier on, uh, in this particular instance, what would have been the benefits, do you think, Tatua?
8: The benefits are obvious because when they go for negotiations and so forth for, in the fight for resources, they have, they have inside the information. Well, the only way for, for, for any country, the U.S., UK, the South Africa itself, to get inside the information, well, the, budget, well,
0: the uh, negotiating party is, is to fight. And I'm not surprised, actually, i even surprised. But Tasiwa, uh, here's another thing that, that is coming through in the discussion, is, is then what happens to individual liberties? I mean, what about your own freedom then as an individual?
8: Unfortunately, in the world that we live today, with cell phones, with Twitter, with Facebook, and so forth, there's no, there's no, there nothing called privacy. <laughs> it's only a question of, of somebody having the will to disclose information if
0: they want to. Okay, Tatiwa in Pretoria, thank you. I'll take more calls, 891 Professor Friedman, let me start with you. Your thoughts on some of the calls and SMSs and emails.
1: Well, no, First of all, uh, I wanted to come in. Your point earlier about the Americans say, as all governments do, that those who are innocent don't have to worry. The American government has had people detained without trial in Guantanamo Bay for 11 years now. One assumes that if those people had done anything, they would have been convicted long ago. We all remember as South Africans the case of Professor Adam Habib, now Vice-Chancellor of Wits, who was barred from the United States with his wife and minor children, 11 years old at the time, I think, because the United States' very wonderful information had shown that Professor Habib and his 11-year-old son were terrorists. Now, this is clearly absurd information. It's simply not true to say that people are uh, safe if they're innocent. Uh, and that's evidence to suggest that, and that's that's a concern in every country around the world. I think those people who are phoning in and saying, you know, this all protects us, etc., uh, should go and have a look at, Uh, the kind of documents which have appeared on WikiLeaks. They should go and have a look at the kind of documents which Snowden has revealed. And ask yourself, who is protecting who from what? Because if you look at most of that, uh, it's very much like the sorts of things that Ambassador Weaver was talking about earlier, where people are using highly dubious techniques, infringing other people's rights, uh, and they're clearly not protecting anybody at all. I think the other thing South Africans need to ask when, you know, we continually whip touch into this frenzy about foreign spies, etc., is who is it that's about to declare war on us? Uh, I mean, who is it that's about to destroy our national sovereignty? Uh, because I don't know who it is, and I don't even know who we're being protected from.
0: Interesting. Uh, but there's also another angle, Ambassador Wheeler, about industrial espionage and people saying, well, competitive resources, and that's why people are using these tactics.
3: Well, I think <clears throat> uh, industrial espionage has got nothing to do with governments. So, government certainly should not be involved in that. If, if private sector people want to spy on each other to try and gain uh, advantage, that that's that's a different topic altogether, and you know it's highly uh, unethical and so on. But I suppose it it happens. <clears throat> I just want to make a totally different point. If you watch some of these crime shows that are shown here regularly on our TV. Have, uh, you'll see that a great deal of technology is used there to trace where people are moving around the city that they are trying to track, uh, that uh, photographs come up, that fingerprints come up. The amount of technology that is available in the present time makes it very difficult for anybody to protect their privacy. You know, that the, the, the assets of the state are, are simply enormous to, to uh, whether it 's crime prevention or for other purposes uh, to, to, to to intrude as it were on the privacy of, of individuals and of course, with the whole mass of information that 's become available through the use of the internet through facebook through so and so on that, that these security agencies control it 's very difficult to maintain privacy depends on what you put on those systems and if you you know, I'm pretty sure if you start sending emails saying uh, I'm a terrorist and I want to blow up uh, X, Y, Z, and uh, there's a bomb coming and that sort of thing, boy, they're going to be down on you in no time at all. You know, uh, so it's uh, you have to be careful what you say on the internet or on Facebook and so on.
0: Alright, so we'll take more calls And by the way, uh, Julian Assange has just done an interview a short while ago with Reuters this morning um, He was marking the one-year anniversary of taking refuge uh, in the diplomatic building He says that he remains hopeful he might be able to leave But he has offered little evidence to suggest that he will be finding new living quarters any, mm-hmm. anytime soon He says he's afraid of going back to the US uh, He would rather stay in London uh, at the embassy So uh, he's also, of course, one of the guys who uh, lifted the lid on some of the secrets that we're talking about this morning Oh, 9104208. Bashir and Linese, good morning.
9: Hi, and your guest.
0: Hi, Look, welcome.
9: I, I'm a little concerned, quite frankly. You know, there appears to be a greater tolerance by Mr. Every Citizen all over the world for this kind of spying, you know, the governments do on their own citizens. And, uh, you know, it appears to me that they are going to tolerate fascism in the name of security. And also, it's of concern to me that, you know, the whistleblowers like Julian Assange and company, they appear to be the bad guys because somehow, you know, uh, they are actually giving out government secrets. Uh, so, you know, uh, this is not healthy, I think, uh, for a de- democracy. Uh, uh, the idea, for example, that governments can spy on citizens because they are protecting us is absurd because... I think research has shown that uh, the average person uh, in most countries have got a greater chance of hitting, being hit by lightning than, by, than being killed by a terrorist. You know, so I think it is simply the governments gaining power and citizens falling for it. And I think that uh, uh, you know uh, t- t- terrorists are, are, are probably delighted at, at, at the fact that uh, you know citizens are now suffering under their own g- 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 government. So I mm. don't think it's a, a healthy situation at all. Very
0: interesting. Uh, thanks, Ashir, thank you. You agree, Prof?
9: Mm. Yes, I do.
1: Uh, and I think Bashir has just made a very important point because one of the consequences of this kind of security thinking, uh, is that the first victims are, are precisely what terrorists are trying to destroy, which is democratic societies. So you have this very cruel irony that people are prepared to roll back democracy uh, in order to beat people who are trying to defeat them, the democracy. I mean, there is a very strong argument for saying that as soon as you restrict information in this way, people who are trying to destroy democracy won because you're doing exactly what they want you to do.
0: Right, let me read this email here from Lutando Lukose. This spy hacking scandal will have no bearing on trade between countries. It's only the over-the-top egos of politicians and diplomats that will be affected. Uh, there's no privacy anymore in this world, but I'm happy the UK is being exposed because they are always writing negative stories about South Africa. They thought we were not going to successfully host the Soccer World Cup and peddled stories of a Plan B country to host it. Let them be exposed too. That's Lutando uh, on email. Uh, there is also another email that... Uh, there's my phones, cell phone and landline all bugged and the government is not subtle about it. When I wrote in The New Nation in 1996 about the criminal activity of intelligence agencies, opinion makers did not make a follow-up. And I recently wrote an article about the issues raised in your program, but only the Botswana Guardian published it. All the South African newspapers ignored it. This world, believe me, it is rotten. Next time, please concentrate on secret societies. You will be shocked. Do you know anything about secret societies, Ambassador?
3: Well, uh, I I don't. I mean, we we perhaps have that court case that's been ongoing for a long time, the right wingers in Pretoria. Uh, That may be an example, but, you know, we have the Ku Klux Klan in the U.S., and there's a story about the mobsters in the U.S. and Jimmy Hoffa from the trade unions. So, yeah, I suppose they're there, but we're not terribly aware of them.
0: But just broadly speaking, again, you, you're hearing people over and over saying that personal spaces are being invaded, they are being yeah. bugged, and so on, uh, Ambassador.
3: Yes, well, I think you, you know everything we've said this morning indicates that that's true, uh, simply because technology is available to do it. So it's uh, you know it's a threat to society, but it's very really difficult to know what you're going to do about it.
0: 0891-104208, 891 a couple of SMSs here. In, uh, Musa in Khouting says, secrecy bill is a no-no, uh, but back Uh, uh, bugging or hacking is a cool war to protect citizens. Uh, Also another one came through from uh, William in Cape Town who says, if blanket surveillance and the mining of billions of pieces of information help to protect us from terrorism, then I'm all for it. Um, There's also Marie who says, I would like to spy on government to see how they uh, (laughs) lie to people of South Africa. Uh, But she decided to use uh, an unusable word. How they lie to people of South Africa, that's Another one says, China has stolen colossal amounts of technological and business information from the United States by digital and other spying methods. Um, Surveillance technology is available to everyone. That's uh, Chris. Uh, Everything Haley said about big countries spying on Africa is real. We trivialize these things but they are real and explain how Europe keeps keeps us under check. That's according to Chris. Spy on Mutsecha to find out why the education department is falling apart and failing the learners. Uh, tall gantries would be another way to track where people actually are physically. Uh, does Professor Friedman disapprove of spying on criminal syndicates? Before people commit any crime, they are normal citizens. Why we never hear an outcry every time crime is fault based, foiled based on crime intelligence, Sipo in do, do you? What's your response there to SIPO, Prof?
1: a totally different issue. Of course we need crime intelligence and it's regulated uh, in a democratic way. There's oversight uh, and uh, crime intelligence is very important. My problem is with uh, political intelligence which is then clouded with a whole lot of secrecy laws. I mean, in the case of crime intelligence, yes, it's perfectly true uh, that uh, we don't expect the police to hold press conferences saying what information they've got. But on the other hand, they have to prove their case in court. Uh, There are things they can't do. Our rights are protected. It's all governed in a democratic way. The problem we're dealing with at the moment is the demands by governments around the world that we should give special uh, privileges to intelligence agencies on the grounds that they protect us. And I'm saying that if If you look at the evidence which is coming out in these leaks, they don't protect us.
0: But again, it sounds, maybe it's because of the leaks themselves, or is it simply because uh, there's just so much spying going on? Because you're hearing stories about China spying on the US, US spying on China, uh, and all sorts of spying issues, Big Brother all over the place. What, What is your sense here, Professor?
1: It's, uh, it, it is happening. We're, we're agreeing on that. Uh, but the question, the question we shouldn't ask is, well, is is it happening? The question we should be asking is, is it, is it acceptable? Mm. Uh, and it isn't. And then the question which Ambassador Wheeler po- posed, but I, I, would, I would have a different response to him, is what can we do about it? Uh, and I think we can do things about it. I mean, very often people wring their hands in despair. I remember a time when people said that you couldn't do anything about apartheid and you couldn't do anything about the environment and you couldn't do anything about all sorts of uh, international human rights issues. Uh, I think that if we start putting If citizens start putting this question of information on the agenda as a major democracy issue and it is a major democracy issue then we can make progress, we can demand controls, we can demand protections uh, and I'm not saying that uh, miracles will happen but I think we can make substantial progress in making sure that those who have the power to invade our privacy can't do it in the way they're doing it now.
0: It's an interesting proposition though because even in Parliament uh, uh, the the Select Committee on Intelligence sits in Camera. It sits in private, Sir Prof. Well exactly.
1: The whole if you look at the kind of statements which were made in our parliament about the protection of information bill particularly by the chair of the the, the task team it was constantly the thing about foreign spies we need to protect ourselves against foreign spies nobody bothered to ask him what the foreign spies are doing that we ought to be worried about what is happening in this country to negatively affect the lives of South Africans which is being uh, caused to happen by foreign spies and my point is that this whole paranoia this you know people are phoning in talking about secret societies and conspiracies and all these sorts of things. This kind of paranoia doesn't do us any good. It doesn't do freedom any good uh, because it causes us to fear things which we shouldn't fear and to allow people in power to do things they shouldn't do.
0: Right, uh, s- more emails, John and Michael Moussa, what would have been the implications if it was found that developing countries were the ones spying, for example, South Africa? Ooh, that would have been interesting. Um, but also another one from Michael Clark, uh, spying is inevitable, look at the USA, they have been monitoring the Boston, they had been monitoring the Boston bombers and knew of their activities, but with a corrupt government like the ANC-led government and the secrecy bill, uh, we have no checks and balances that will be abused, that's Michael Clark on email. Uh, Edwin is on the line. Edwin, good morning.
4: Yes, very good morning to Sterling Chaps. Look, what we have to realize today is that uh, the world is controlled by others than the governments we perceive to be the governments. Uh, bankers and multinationals and so forth. You look at the situation, for, for instance, and I'll mention the word Monsanto using the Blackwater Group, which is an assassin group used by the American government for things that they don't want you to know about. And Merck stating quite openly to their board that they've got to get hold of these people suggesting vitamins and clean ways of, uh, natural ways of health, uh, because it interferes with their uh, profits, uh, by destroying them in their homes. Uh, I've just been reading an old spectator, uh, 6th of November 2010, about the disgusting vulgarisation of Britain since secular government came in, and how with uh, John Major and Maastricht and Tony Blair and his red lines and so on, and David Cameron, they have to kowtow to the European Union, which we were all told was to keep us at peace, and just controls people. At a time uh, when uh, Britain had to uh, slash all sorts of bills, they nevertheless had to contribute an extra £235 million a year to the European Union. And The British embassies were facing cuts. We had to yeah. pay for a cadre of people in Brussels with top offices and top-of-the-range furniture. Hmm. It's not what the people want, Kalani. So it's not whether they can vote. It's whether they can rule Kalani. We just uh-huh. look after our precious country and realize that we don't want uh, wealthy politicians messing things up for these bastard your uh, organizations we want our country to retain its refinement Look easy out. on
0: the language love
4: and so forth that's yeah. why they're trying to get rid of of the biblical basis of things and why our schools are collapsing
0: all right all right edwin and george clearly very angry uh, but easy on the language edwin thank you very much it's five minutes now before nine we'll take a break we'll come back and wrap up with my guests Hi, I'm Valen Kirky. I'm a Shake the World ambassador, which means that I support the eight millennium development goals set by the United Nations in 2000. Lime green, orange, and dark green bees adorn my wrist because I support goal two, achieving primary education. Goal number three, promoting gender equality and empowering women. And goal seven, ensuring environmental sustainability. These are massive tasks, which will need the energy of millions. My support is how I shake the world.
1: How do you shake the world? This is SAFM.
5: During the month of June, we honour our youth and their contribution to freedom and the success of our country. We urge the youth to join us in the campaign to eradicate drug and substance abuse, which is tearing families and communities apart. Let us support affected families. Let us support law enforcement agencies to bring drug peddlers to book. Let us empower children and the youth to refuse to take drugs, and for those who are addicted to obtain assistance. Working together, let us create communities that are free of drugs, and substance abuse. I thank you.
0: SAFM interacts on every level. This is our website at safm.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at SAFM
5: Radio or simply like our Facebook page SAFM Radio. I like it. Let's have the conversation. SAFM, SAFM South, South Africa's, Africa's news and information, and information leader.
4: The Forum at 8
0: on SAFM. Uh, one of two emails to wrap it up. There's one from O.A. Kaulachumu who says Rika is part of spying. Now it is not good for political leaders if they are subjected to it. That's uh, an email there from uh, O.A. Kaulachumu. Uh, another one, Andile. Uh, Andile says the spy thing is very old. The governments have been spying on citizens for ages. Even the spies spy on each other. Look at Bulelani Nuga and NPA Zuma case. The people uh, that were killed during apartheid. So it is old. It's a very old issue. That's according to Andile back. Just wrapping up then with my guest uh, Perhaps starting again with you, Ambassador Tom Wheeler What should citizens learn out of this episode And, and what we should, should we be doing going forward?
3: Well, I think the most, most important thing is to be aware of what's going on There's nothing much we, any of us can do about it It's out there, it's happening <clears throat> Just be aware of what you say on the telephone and in your internet messages And, uh, you know, be cautious Don't attract attention to yourself
0: and and that's a problem though uh, Professor Friedman that, that now you've got to be very you, you live in this very careful Paranoid environment Well
1: you can't uh, that, That's not a democratic environment I don't buy that argument We don't just shrug and say Let's allow them to spy on us And watch what we say We say we're democratic citizens As long as we're not infringing anybody's rights uh, We can say what we like And that's what democracy is all about And I don't think we should have A despairing attitude Which says Well just watch what you say We should have an attitude which says what right have these people got to monitor what we say. I think the best illustration of what I'm trying to say is that one of your listeners with an absolutely straight face writes in and says the Americans are doing a fine job because they knew what the Boston Marathon bombers were going to do. Well, they didn't stop what the Boston Marathon bombers were going to do, so they didn't protect anybody. People died, people were maimed, despite this wonderful security, and it's really an illustration that they're not protecting us, they're actually preying on us and we need to protect ourselves from them.
0: Right, so uh, thank you both. Thanks indeed, gentlemen, for coming through. Ambassador Tom Wheeler, Research Associate at the South African Institute of International Affairs, but also Professor Stephen Friedman, Political Analyst and Director of the Center for the Study of Democracy at Rhodes University and at the University of Johannesburg. Thank you. Uh, I would like to thank the team as well. Uh, our producers, thank you, Emabaso, Me Misho Shanzale, Tracy Senior Producer, Lungile Mabaso, Forum A Producers, Jake Mugoma and Ronald Peary, Technical Producer, Judy Mutupi, Chief Producer, Buzi Executive Producers, Busi Chane, and Research here. My name is Gwala. I shall be back for you tomorrow, six to nine. It is now coming up to nine o'clock. Come and ready, standing by with the news afterwards. Morning talk. You have a fine day ahead. Cheers.